Good afternoon, Moneyliners community. This is Chris Nickel, founder and CEO of Moneyliners.com, coming to you on this December 23rd, 2022, from the Buckeye State that is frozen solid. One of the worst 24-hour periods of weather in Ohio. Currently, uh, it is negative through most of the state with 40 to 50 mile an hour winds. Um, it has been a rough one, let me say. The good news is, if you would like to go see an NFL game uh, tomorrow for the price of a candy bar at the Speedway gas station, you can go watch the New Orleans Saints play the Cleveland Browns. Three bucks a ticket. A family of four can go see their first NFL game for the price of one warm, cozy movie theater ticket. With that being said, you'll probably spend a few hundred dollars taping yourself head to toe in pocket warmers, three uh, parkas, and maybe five toboggans should do the trick if you also uh, can figure out how to put six pairs of gloves on your hands. I'm going to guess that it'll be the lowest attended game in the NFL tomorrow and maybe in the history of the NFL. But if you ever wanted to go see a game and couldn't afford it, this is the one in Cleveland. Today's podcast is going to be all about the NFL because we are heading toward the most exciting three weeks maybe ever in the history of the NFL playoff push because the AFC is coming down to really three key teams and how they will be seated, who will have home field throughout. And there is a sneaker team that's knocking on the door for the last seed that everyone better be aware of. And we're going to talk about that team first on our podcast. You know, I said a few weeks ago, one of my top five coaches in the NFL is the man that took a Nick Foles-led Philadelphia Eagles team up as a big underdog against the legendary combo of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and won the Philadelphia Eagles their first Super Bowl in a very long time. And then just three years later, he was fired. That man's initials is DP for Doug Peterson, who the Jacksonville Jaguars got <laughs> luckily after the Urban Meyer fiasco. What Doug Peterson has done for the fans in Jacksonville is nothing short of a miracle. I said it several weeks ago. It's a different culture. It's a different town. It's a different stadium. It's a different locker room under Doug Peterson. Now fast forward to yesterday. The Jacksonville Jaguars made the New York Jets a former Cinderella team. Robert Sala getting them turned around. They looked civilian. Their defense was smothering and completely shut down the New York Jets, both run game and passing game, to the point where the Jets had to give the fourth-string quarterback a chance. Trevor Lawrence now looks like the number one draft pick, as he should, thanks to the development by Doug Peterson. Travis Etienne, Lawrence's former teammate at Clemson, is a... RB Tier 1 player at this point as he rushes now for over a 1,000 yards. In the receiving core of Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr. and Zay Jones matched up with tight end number 17, Evan Ingram. This is the team 
that if they by chance can get the last playoff spot, they would be that number, that deep-seated team that I would not want to see across the field if I were one of the better teams uh, in, in the playoffs. Because I'm telling you, Doug Peterson can game. He can flat-out ball. And, and with Trevor Lawrence playing the way he is, uh, the defense now playing exceptionally well, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals better watch out if the Jaguars make the playoffs. Because there's really no other team in the AFC that I would fear more. I, I would have no fear of the Chargers. I would have no fear of the Ravens. And I wouldn't have any fear of the Dolphins. I think that the Bills have proven that they can beat any of those teams, as have the Bengals and the Chiefs. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have nothing to lose if they get into the playoffs. And Doug Peterson has proven time and time again that he has no problem going for it on fourth down half of the game. Beware, they're building something down in Jacksonville, and I'm going to say this now on our podcast the Jaguars will be deep playoff, a deep playoff team in the next two to three years. They will be right up there with the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs in a couple of years under Doug Peterson. Let's move on to our new rankings for our NFC and AFC teams. Over the last few weeks, the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings have switched in and out of that third and fourth spot, and they're going to do it again. The Dallas Cowboys had an epic failure halfway through the third quarter, letting the Jacksonville Jaguars come back and beat them after being up 17 points with five and a half minutes left. The reason the Jaguars won that game is because of number four quarterback Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones needs to understand that the Dallas Cowboys will never win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as their quarterback. He is too prone to interceptions at the worst time of the football game. And he proved it again against Jacksonville. You have a two-headed attack in Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard that might be the best in the NFL at this point in time. You have uber-talented receiver CeeDee Lamb, a great tight end in Dallas Schultz, and you have the best defense in the NFL in, on the other side of the ball with Micah Parsons. And you lost to the Jaguars. You barely beat the Texans. You are not a Super Bowl contender, Dallas. But they still are too talented to leave out of the top four. So they come in at four. Vikings move up again to number three. Thanks to the historic record-breaking comeback victory being down 33 points at halftime. Dalvin Cook finally showed flashes of his old self late in that game. J.J. continued to show why he is the best wide receiver in the NFL, hands down. That's hard for me to say, but it's true. I love Jamar Chase. I like Tyreek Hill. I like Chris Olave. I mean, the list goes on. There's so many talented receivers in the NFL, but Justin Jefferson is hands down the best of the best of the very best. And he's making Kirk Cousins look like Tom Brady in his heyday. It reminds me of the Brady to Randy Moss connection back at their peaks, the Cousins to JJ connection. 
I believe that Justin Jefferson can single-handedly will the Minnesota Vikings to a playoff victory or two. Vikings in at number three. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. They just keep right on winning, playing great football. Now, I know that Jalen Hurts' shoulder is hurt. I'm guessing that uh, he could have played if he had to against Dallas this week. But, you know, I've said all week in a couple of conversations I've had with other people, sit him. I would sit him even if he were 100% healthy. Here's why I would sit Jalen Hurts even if he were healthy. You have a three-game lead in the NFC East. You have a two-game lead on the number one overall seed in the playoffs compared to the Minnesota Vikings. Your last three games are against the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Giants. You only need to win one of those games to be the number one overall seed. And Dallas Dallas would love nothing more than to take Jalen Hurts out for the rest of the season and into the playoffs. So Gardner Minshew's in. Who cares if he loses the game? It doesn't matter. You're not playing for an undefeated season anymore, which is probably a good thing. Uh, Let him get out there, get some real good experience uh, as his career develops. But Jalen Hurts has to sit the bench, and it's probably a good thing for the Eagles. They are the number two seed, our two-ranked team in our predictions, and number one still continues to be the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of talk was about Brock Purdy's debut. I I said, look, this kid's for real. Uh, And one of the things that we were waiting to see is how Brock Purdy would respond uh, in his week two or his second matchup uh, in the NFL. 17 for 26, 217 yards and two touchdowns, leading the 49ers to a 21 to 13 victory. He spread the ball well, focused on George Kittle, who had two touchdowns in that game. Brock Purdy played, played, played solid football. And nothing in his second game against the Seahawks indicated to me that the 49ers were going to have a let-up at all. Another 100-yard rushing game by McCaffrey, adding another 30 yards, receiving for an additional touchdown. 49ers are still a team to beat in the NFC. They held Geno Smith to 238 yards and shut down Kenneth Walker the third, 47 yards rushing. When we move over to the AFC, it gets a little more exciting to me because these next few weeks are going to determine a lot about seedings. The three creme de la creme teams in the AFC continue to be the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Kansas City Chiefs. They are still our number one, two, and three ranked teams in the AFC, and that's pretty locked in. There just isn't anybody else but those three. Number one, the Cincinnati Bengals. What they did to Tom Brady in the second half of that game was incredible to me, and they're doing it without their two starting defensive ends. They're doing it without Sam Hubbard, and they're doing it without Trey Hendrickson. It, that's, that is super scary to me as we move forward into the playoffs for the Cincinnati Bengals. Tom Brady had the worst half of football in his career against the Bengals in the second half. Butterfingers all over the field. And the Bengals were the first team to beat Tom Brady in 90 attempts when he was leading by 17 points or more at home. The defense of the Cincinnati Bengals is playing lights out right now. They are the number one team, 
followed by a new updated Buffalo Bills at number two. Why did the Buffalo Bills jump the Kansas City Chiefs? Very simple. Because over the last couple of weeks, the Bills have beat the Jets and the Dolphins, while Kansas City struggled to beat the Broncos and the Texans. Simply put, the competition, that's why. The defense of the Buffalo Bills have given up 72 points less than the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, what happens to the seeding as we move forward? When you look at the remaining competition for the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills, who has the easiest schedule? Well, it's not the Bills or the Bengals because they play each other in two weeks. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have Seattle, Denver, and Las Vegas. The only potential upset I see there is maybe the last week of the season against Las Vegas in Las Vegas. That's the chance that Kansas City could lose that number one seed. This week, the Bengals go up to Foxborough where I think they will win handily as the Patriots appear to be at the most dysfunctional point of the Bill Belichick era. When Matt Patricia, your former defensive coordinator, is calling your offensive plays and you have players so undisciplined that they're passing back, uh, they're doing just laterals at the end of a game when they're tied, that's not Bill Belichick football. Things are unraveling in New England and it may be an end of the era to, to Bill Belichick's reign as the coach of the Patriots. Maybe time for him and Tom both to retire at the same time and maybe start taking up their golf games. Bengals win in New England. Buffalo wins in Chicago by a lot. That is going to be a beatdown because Justin Fields is not going to be able to run all over the place against that Buffalo Bills defense. So I think all three teams win this week, Kansas City, Bengals, and the Bills. When we move into next week, Kansas City wins again. It's against the Broncos, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Can't get any worse. Of a, I, I, I don't recall an NFL coach's debut ever signing a massive premier star quarterback to a lucrative contract, a team that was solid last year in the Broncos, are now one of the worst teams in the NFL. They have put up 200 less points thus far this season than the Kansas City Chiefs. Nathaniel Hackett is only going to last one year in Denver. You can mark that down. He's done at the end of the season. So Kansas City wins next week. But next Monday night on January the 2nd in Cincinnati, Ohio, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills come to town. It's a hot ticket, over 200 a pop from the nosebleeds. That game right there might determine, potentially, the number one seed. Kansas City has to lose. If the Bengals beat the Bills, then the Bengals are poised to take the number one seed if Kansas City loses to Las Vegas. If Buffalo wins that game, then Buffalo is in the driver's seat for the number one seed. If Buffalo wins out, 
if Buffalo beats Chicago and then they beat the Bengals and then they finish beating the Patriots, which they will, they're the number one seed. It's over. They're automatic. Done. But if Cincinnati beats the Bills in two weeks and Kansas City can slip up against the Las Vegas Raiders at the end of the season, now we're making the assumption the Bengals went out. They win their last three games. Bengals are the number one seed. Thanks to that heads-up victory over Kansas City. And they would also have the heads-up victory against Buffalo. So the AFC is going to come down to the wire on who gets the number one and number two seed. But obviously, it's going to be Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati. But as I said earlier, if you let the Jacksonville Jaguars get into the playoffs, you better be careful. Now, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the games, the specific matchups uh, this, this weekend. Because three of the matchups that are most exciting to me and three of our plays on Moneyliners.com, first one is that Philadelphia-Dallas matchup. Dallas sitting at minus four and a half. Now, based on Dallas's loss to the Jaguars last week, and their last-second victory over the Texans two weeks ago. If Jalen Hurts was playing, obviously that game is probably an Eagles minus maybe one or two if Hurts were playing. But because Hurts isn't playing and Minshew is the quarterback, Dallas is a minus four and a half. I think Dallas wins that game by seven points or more. I like Dallas minus four and a half because they've got to eventually show something. They've got to play a complete game on offense. They're licking their wounds over the late Jacksonville comeback. I think Dallas takes the Eagles out and Minshew makes a couple of big mistakes with potentially a fumble or a pick against that defense that's going to be licking their chops uh, when they see him back behind center. I like Dallas minus four and a half. Going over to the Bengals and the Patriots. Bengals coming into Foxborough at minus three. What happened against the Raiders for the Patriots was inexcusable. And I don't know how you recover from that. I think the Patriots are going to pack in their tents. They know their playoff hopes are fading. Mac Jones is not the future of the Patriots at quarterback. And I think Joe Burrow continues to roll in partnership with his defense that shuts down the Patriots game. Um, I think the Bengals easily cover the minus three. Matter of fact, uh, Bengals at minus three is our top pick for the entire weekend of NFL action. I also really like the Lions minus two and a half against Carolina. Talk about another Doug Peterson-like coaching turnaround with Dan Campbell. Now, Dan Campbell's had a couple more years than Doug Peterson to get the Lions squared away, and he's done that. They've won six of their last seven to get to 500 ball. And the last time the Lions made the playoffs was six years ago in 2016. Since then, they've been atrocious. Dan Campbell has Jared Goff playing the best football of his career at quarterback. 
uh, and he's got the defense really geared up uh, to play shutdown football because he's a tough-nosed guy. I like the Lions at minus two and a half. So our three top picks of the weekend at Moneyliners.com is Dallas minus four and a half, Cincinnati minus three, and the Lions minus two and a half. Those are three free picks for you from Moneyliners.com, where our picks are guaranteed to win at 54% or more, or your subscription fees are free, fully refunded. There is no other site that guarantees a money-back promise if we cannot cover your juice. A lot of sites out there will give you the next pick for free. And they call that money-back guarantee. Or they call that guaranteed winning picks. We just simply refund your monthly subscription. If we don't get it 54% or higher. So we have given non-subscribers three free picks to see what comes from those three. And I would hope that if we get 3-0 and from those three picks that you'll come and check out Moneyliners.com and this podcast that's part of our website uh, and is available on Apple Podcasts uh, and many other podcast channels. This is Chris Nickel, founder and CEO of Moneyliners.com, signing out on this December 23rd, 2022. Have a great weekend of football action and best of luck on your picks. Thank you.